those of you who don't know me, my father was the late, great John Candy. Today, I am so excited. I've got an amazing guest. He is a Second City alumni. You can see him in films like Home Alone, The Wedding Singer, and Billy Madison, the very talented Mark Beltzman. starring Adam Sandler, oh, Norm MacDonald, sorry, had to do it, and Mark. Enjoy. <laughs> nice piece of shit. <laughs> my, oh my, wait till old man Clemens realizes it's a bag of shit. He gonna shit when he realizes it's shit. <laughs> Who got the lighter? <laughs> Oh my god, old man Clemens hates shit. Oh, here he comes. Who the hell is it? What do you want? Judas Priest Barber is one of those flaming bags again. Don't put it out with your boots, Tad. Don't tell me my business, devil woman. Call the fire department. This one's out of control. Dark chocolate Snickers, which is even better. I've got so many it's healthy. Ones. <laughs> it's like a meal. Yeah, it's perfect. A little pick me up right when you need it. Yeah. I'm so glad that I get to finally have you here. Yeah, me too. You're normally, you're normally sitting there. You're the biggest I've supporter seen a bunch of the show. Of, well, I'm a huge fan of you and all the people you have on here and your whole it. family. And I've known you for so long. Well, I it's know. great. I'm so proud of you. I love it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So you're originally uh, you started off born in Detroit. Detroit, Detroit Michigan, Michigan, yeah. What made you kind of... I'm a Motor City boy. Motor, motor City boy? <laughs> yeah. Did you always think you wanted to go into acting? Well, I suppose I, you know, uh, I played tuba uh, since I was like in fourth grade. Everyone knows that Mark plays yeah. a mean tuba. <laughs> so, uh, and, and, um, and I, the, the, my best friend from high school, his, his parents had some friends who were photographers, a couple different ones, and one asked me, could he rent my tuba for a Lazy Boy chair ad? And I said, sure, and he said, you want to be in it? And that was like my first acting gig. And I basically started out, believe it or not, as a model. <laughs> all of this, all of this. So I was a, a model and did a lot of like modeling and commercials and stuff. Commercials like that. and print ads in and Detroit. Yeah. I think I, I have a photo of you. Uh, yeah, Ted Meyer, who's here, took that photo actually. The the flu photo, I yeah. think, in the magazine. How old were you in this photo? I think we'll 
Oh, that. Is that you? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that, that's me. That was, uh, I was maybe... Or hung up over photo, I'm not too sure. I think I was maybe like 20 years old when I started doing that stuff. And that, the guy, okay, so Amin Harani was the guy who got me my first TV commercial in Highland Plains. And his assistant was this girl, Michelle Andonian. And she did this for the Detroit News and said, would you model for this? Flu, I don't know, it's flu season or something. I said, yeah, sure, I'll do it. I'll do anything. I'm a whore. You know. <laughs> pay me, don't pay me. I don't give a shit anymore. It used it. to be pay me. Now it's like an audition's like a fucking job. Great, I get to get off the couch and do something. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> so you did commercial work, and then you started dabbling in improv in Detroit as well. Yeah, yeah. I... Um, read Del Close's name in the newspaper and okay. said he was the acting coach for Not Ready for Primetime Players. Oh. So I literally cleaned out my bank account, literally, and went and registered for his workshop with this guy, John Round, okay. who brought him to Detroit, and that's where I met my lovely wife, Beverly. Yeah, the Detroit Times Theater Company, Timmy Meadows is in there, and... Uh, uh, Mike Maddox, okay. uh, a bunch of people who are live out here now. Beverly Dave in the middle there. Yeah, yeah and so that's, that's when Bev and I yeah. secretly started dating without anybody in the group knowing. Mm -hmm. So we thought, anyway. Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> everyone knew. Uh, yeah, we've been together ever since. That was 35 years ago. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Hawaiian we have a book got our Hawaiian shirts on. So, so then how did you make your way to Chicago? Uh, believe it or not, well, Michael Gelman came to Detroit <laughs> to teach a workshop. And then he was teaching in uh, Chicago where he lived. And uh, I wanted to keep studying with him. So I literally commuted <laughs> from Detroit to Chicago. Did on really? Sunday morning, I would drive five hours, take his workshop, and either spend the night or not, and drive home for three weeks. And I said, fuck this shit, I'm gonna move to Chicago. And that's when I got involved with Del Close uh, again. And that was the beginning of what became uh, IO Improv and Olympic. Improv yeah. Olympic. So I was in the, I was uh, in the Bears Barracudas, which okay. was the very first group at Improv Olympic. Oh, and wow. So that's how the, uh, that happened. And so then you were there for a while. Then what mm -hmm. made you kind of go down the street a bit, or to say to how did you oh, find Oh well, that was always city? the carrot. Was always you know dangling. Yeah, all over the city. I mean, that was the, the <coughs> ultimate prize was to get into Second City, and and I was fortunate enough. To, I got hired two weeks before the training center started. Really? So I never had to do the training center. Yeah, have as do many you as more? you want. Does, Take does some anyone more. else want any more? Because we've got tons here. Yeah, here, have some. Come on. Here. There's a bag, still, back, there's a bag yeah, back there. Yeah. There's some on the side. We've got tons. So you went to, you skipped out of the. No, you're so rudely center. interrupted. Jeez. Take it. I just need the bowl. Giddy that's, 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 <laughs> that's a family heirloom. That is a rose candy original. Yes. Nice. <laughs> so find out when, what year that was made. But. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> nice commercial Snickers break. <laughs> It's improv. It is improv. Anything else, which that's what I love. So, 
I had to do the training center. So you skipped out of the training center. I, got, I was lucky I didn't have to do the audition for Second City. Uh, what was that audition yeah. process like? Uh, it's um, it, well, you're under a pressure cooker. It's really a lot of fun looking back on it, but not at the time. It was pretty nerve wracking. You do, it's a normal audition process. You do five through the door, which is a game that you walk in and play five different characters and ask five different questions. Yeah. Then you have to improvise a scene. And I remember, this is where you know ignorance or stupidity really works for you in improvisation, <laughs> is the uh, Arlington racetrack had burned down the night before. But I didn't know that, because I was out drinking all night and went to bed and woke up and had to go audition. And so it was me and Chris Barnes doing the scene. And, he, and, and they, the suggestion was Arlington racetrack. So Chris was playing a fireman, and he's like putting out the fire. And I'm standing there going, go, 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 go. Like, I, I see them running around the thing. Oh, no. But it, it was the perfect meld of just, the perfect you know. perfect blend as yeah. you were cheering it to yeah. burn. Yeah. And yeah. Literally, literally was happening. It worked. I got in. <laughs> and then you were, you started off first originally at the Second City Touring Company. Mm -hmm. what, was, what was that like being on the road all the time? It was so much fun. We had such a blast. It was a really, you know, tight core group of folks. Oh, yeah. the oh look. It's uh, Holly, Holly uh, your director, sitting back the director? there. Director? Sean. Director of the show. The white dress. Love it. It's uh, Dave Pasquazzi, Tim O'Malley, yep. uh, Billy Cusack, um, and Joel, Joel Murray. Uh, I can't, who, who's, Brenda Varda, that, and um, our piano player, Dan. Yep. Yeah. How long were you on the road for? Uh, forever. Ever? <laughs> uh, I spent two and a half years in the touring company. Really? Yeah. And that was, and you liked being on the road? I did. I really liked it. It worked for us. I don't know. You know that, is, <laughs> that was, you know, she would. Distance she, makes the heart grow fonder. Well, or it, something. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it, it was fun because, you know, at Second City, you're out all night. You know, it's just our lifestyle because yeah. we didn't get off work till 12 or 2, two, two a.m. So she would li I would literally come home at sunrise or like 8 o'clock in the morning after partying all night down at Uncle Stevie's Blues Bar. <laughs> and she would tuck me in and kiss me goodnight, and she would go take a shower and go to work. And that was great. It worked out great. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it was. What was the worst part, though, about being on... on Tour, or was there a worse part? I don't think I don't see any downside. There to you it. go. None I don't whatsoever. Really remember any? I mean, you know, no. We were making money doing what we loved. It yeah. was it was really cool. Uh, you know, you, you want to be in the main stage, which you strive to get to. So, but that that all happened too. It and then strange. you eventually made it to the ETC stage, which is kind well, of the first. I was in pieces of uh, pieces of '88, which was the review we did at Second City Northwest, which was the only show directed oh, okay. by Fred Cass. Oh, really? So that was pretty exciting for that historic value. Uh, it was the first company there, and Fred Cass directed the show. Right. Uh, and then I got into ETC because. Uh, me and Joel uh, Murray and Dave Pasquazzi were all supposed to move to the main stage, and Dell directed that show, and he replaced me with Farley. So I had to go back to ETC. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's some, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Awkward. It was, it was kind of weird. There was a weird thing that had Joyce was like, well, you know, Dell's directing the show. If you can talk him into it, fine. So I went to see Dell, and Dell got really pissed at her for passing the buck and oh, not for her not so he wasn't mad at me but he's just we had this conversation he just started screaming and I won't go into that but um, 
So you went to the ETC. So I did went to ETC. Yeah, <laughs> did some great shows there uh, with some great folks, and um, you know, got nominated for a Jeff Award and stuff like that. It was really great, fun, exciting. Time. And then the show that you did was Amer I haven't written mm -hmm. American mm -hmm. Light. America Light. America was Light. The first one, and America Round. The two okay. different reviews that we did there. Okay, and, and the America the Light though. Cast. Did you? Uh, no, I. There's a scene that you played the tuba. In America, in both of them, and you played in both of them. Yeah, yeah. I always wrote did something just, for the tuba. Did you always kind of bring the tuba to everything that you? Yeah, I think it actually lived at the th the tuba I have. Did it really? I still have. It's 104 years old. I had it restored. Oh, wow. But it, that that tuba lived at the theater. Yeah, for the most part. <coughs> and did, is that like a tuba that you had as like a kid? Yeah, yeah. I got it when first? I was in high school. Oh wow! Mm -hmm. And then it traveled with you everywhere. Yeah. I actually have a clip from uh, of you playing the tuba. Really? From what? Um, Where from did you dig this up? <laughs> That's the second city's here for. I've got I've got my, my mole in Chicago. Um, they found a scene with you and uh, Ron West. Oh really? Yes. That was a fun. That was a great scene. Great scene, really great. I, it's it's amazing. I even had hair back then. You have hair. Yeah, a little. Slightly lighter, mm -hmm. but it's still there. <laughs> so you were in Chicago at the Second City ETC, and then you ended up in California doing. Ah. A, oh gosh, I'm blanking out. It was the up upfront comedy. Showcase. Oh yeah, here? Jeff and Jane had a place in San, right on the Third Street Promenade, called the Upfront Comedy Showcase. That was great. And then, yeah. how, what brought you kind of out here? Well, you did would, the two shows at Second City ETC. And yeah, then, and then I actually well, that's in Farley. What am I, am I missing something? Not really. Farley <laughs> did go to SNL, and I ended up replacing Farley on main stage. Okay, so it was funny because Joyce told me when he got hired, "Oh, we hired your understudy today." And then it, it got turned around. Uh, so I ended up replacing Farley, and then they said, you can either stay and do the next show on main stage, or you can go to pilot season, which you know everybody does from second season right. eventually, at least back in those days. So I said, uh, I had already been out here a couple times, and uh, I was being wooed by some managers and agents at the time, 
And so I said, okay, I'm just going to make the move. So that's when I came out so here. So you came out here for pilot season. Yeah. And then I, and Jeff and Jane were really happy to see me because Jeff called me a catalyst that I can gather people. So mm -hmm. that's when I started the Second City Alumni Jam. Okay. And so we all did that uh, for long, for many years out here. And who, what came, uh, who came out to that all the time? Oh, there was like 27 or 30 people. We'd divide up into four different groups of seven or eight people and okay. do heralds. Oh, wow. So there was like four heralds every night. Really? So it was, yeah, it was a cavalcade of stars back in the day. You and know, Ryan Stiles and Joel Murray and, you know, people would come from all over to do that. Robin Williams came a few times and, wow. you know, attracted a lot of A-list stars to come play with us. And how long did and you end up doing that for? It went on for quite a few years out here. I, I ran it for a good, you know, three years, and then Jeff Machowski took it over after they got booted off the Third Street Promenade, then up front went somewhere else, and then it was kind of looking for a home. So right. we did the Asgrove on the Santa Monica Pier okay. for a few years. I then the yeah, improv here in Melrose. Yeah, the improv on Melrose, which actually became the Second City Theater yes. after that. So it just kind of moved around town for a while. We even did the comedy store when they were in search of a home, and then it just kind of fizzled out. There you go. You know, people had started doing other stuff. So how did pilot season go for you, like out here when you moved I up never here? really got that ticket. No. I just never, you know, I did a lot of guest star stuff, and I was very fortunate to work, uh, but I never got a, a... I had one series I got hired for. It was called Vinny and Bobby, and it was... Um, um, a takeoff from Married with Children, uh, one of the kids, uh, who was okay. who's the guy in Friends, uh, who has his own show. Matt, Matt, Matt LeBlanc. Okay. So Matt, Matt LeBlanc's show, <laughs> it was called Vinny and Bobby, and I got hired, uh, I was on unemployment, then I was making $10,000 a week, and two <laughs> weeks later I was back in unemployment. They made me. They, the network made a phone call. Uh, my agent made a phone call and said the networks wants to make some changes, and you're one of them. Oh. And yeah. They told me I wasn't fat enough. I swear to God. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> my life. You're either not fat enough, or you're not skinny enough. You can't, it's like yeah. you can't be that in between size. They don't. Yeah. They don't know. Yes, what to you do can. With you. Damn it. You can. They just don't know what to do with you. Right. <laughs> How did you get your SAG card? What was your What was your first? That was in Detroit. I did commercials. Oh, I so did, you got your side. Yeah, I did a bunch of. Uh, Obviously, you would have gotten your side card. From yeah, so I, before I left Detroit, I had SAG. Well, I didn't know if SAG, because AFTRA wasn't back then. Because technically, they were just two, commercials were right. AFTRA, and then SAG was, was film and movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It went back and forth. Well, there but, you go. Mm -hmm. SAG was a better contract back Question then. Question then what was your first movie that you did with my dad? Uh, movie. It had to be Uncle Buck, I guess, because uh, you have a story about we got cut out. Of you it. got cut yeah. out. What, so what was that scene? Because I have the photo. And well, I it was me. Hags is here. Has Hags here? I heard you were yeah. here somewhere. Yep. You're, so you're we, in we did too. like three days of shooting. It was one of the most fun shoots I ever had. Yeah. It was we, great. You know, I mean, it was. It, yeah. Well, we, we got cut out. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you're here to tell the story, so that's what So the premise matter. was is, is uh, Buck promised he wouldn't play cards in the house, but he couldn't stop gambling, so we played. Yeah, we're playing like uh, musical chairs for like a $10,000 buy-in. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we played picture, Pictionary for money, too, right? Then we yeah, played Pictionary? Yeah, we were improvising. 
and then and your dad lost all his money playing Pictionary, so then we played musical chairs for ten grand. <laughs> but those are some. There's a bunch of teamsters in there. Your dad's personal driver yeah, was in there. Yeah, Frankie's in the green. Frankie's? My dad's driver. Yeah. Uh, and then John Hughes is on the couch. I am not familiar with who is the Domino's Pizza guy. Was it the real Domino's Pizza guy? That was your son. His name was Mickey. That Mickey was the second Sutter. meal? Yeah, it was the yeah, second meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really fun. I think, I think, and, and the letter John Hughes sent me uh, about being cut out was really heartfelt, and I think he thought it was really funny too, but it just, for some whatever reason, didn't work in the film. If it makes you feel any better, every John Hughes movie I was in, I also got cut out. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I, in Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. Mm. I was one of the, the little girls that my dad sold shower curtain rings in the bus station. <laughs> I have a photo. I have the footage, but I, I, got, I got cut out of that. Um, there was another with John Hughes. Yeah, I always got cut out of them. Mm. I just never understood, I never understood that. I was like, what did I do? It was such a great little scene, but they just need those little moments. Nepotism. But then you eventually did make it into a John Hughes film. Yeah, no, John Hughes was very good to me. I did a, a yeah, uh, Home Alone was great, and your dad only had one day to shoot that. Yeah, it was like a whirlwind of a 24 hours, less than 24 hours. Yeah, it was really great. And then um, I, I always have a great story to tell about. <laughs> I know, I want to hear the this. The back of the van, because. Your dad was standing with uh, John Hughes, and it was Chris Columbus's first film he directed. And they knew uh, Second City. I'd met your dad several times at Second City, and they're like, Mark, come over here. So we're trying to figure out this scene. Do you, do you have any ideas? And I came up with all these great ideas. And your dad only had one day to shoot it, so we were going on hour 20 of shooting. And they were setting up for their fourth meal, and they're like, okay, forget that. We're just going to do a two shot on John and Catherine. You guys pretend like you're asleep. And um, and then and then they they uh, shot the scene. Your dad just said everything I had said and that all the ideas I had in that meeting, and they all cut. And your dad looks at me and goes, "Hey kid, I used all your stuff. I hope you don't mind." And I was like, "No, that was great." And I was so naive. I should have asked for a writing credit. It was like, I know. I, was, I was just so happy to be there and so excited to be working with your dad and John Hughes, and it was really fun. They do that in auditions now. When you go in for, an, I don't know if you notice with improvisers, they specifically say. Don't infer like we won't pay you yeah. if we take your idea. Essentially, I was like, so you have to be careful when you go out for auditions. You're like, don't don't give them your best material. I guess when you improvise, yeah, or do and go ahead and do somebody job. else's material. I know. <laughs> yeah, I steal material from other people to do like, auditions all the time. Good, good actors borrow, great actors steal, and vice versa, and it it, it, it works out. But it was I love that scene, and it just it makes me laugh that. Um, because I was trying to find a good... That's my actual tuba, too, by the way. Is that... That's really my tuba, yeah. That's the 104-year-old tuba. <laughs> Did you at least get a kit rental for that? Nothing. No, nothing. Nothing? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd offer you some more Snickers. They're all gone. <laughs> 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 I, thought, I always love that story. Okay, I've got... Um, I kind of was... Picking, I just love your career and all the stuff that you have done. And I picked a couple key things that I find 
highlighted for me, and I want okay. you to kind of tell me a story about it. All right. The first one was I saw this movie in the theater, Mo Money, with the Wayne's brother. Uh-huh. <laughs> what was it like working with them? Was there any improv? Like, was it improvised? Was it scripted? No, it was. It was. It was, was interesting. It was difficult. Did there you was hate some, it? Love it? Well, I, you know, I love being an actor. I just love being there and and being paid to do it. We love. It's just so exciting. Yeah. Um, so that was my first really big, the biggest role that I had up until that point. Maybe up until this point, who the hell knows? <laughs> no. Uh, but um, uh, there was a scene where I get beat up, and that and that guy was very. The actor was really self-indulgent. He he actually smacked me around pretty good. <gasps> Did he really? And then Damon Wayans took me aside, and he's like, "Don't ever let anybody touch you like that again." It's like that's what they have stunt people for. If anybody yeah. hits you like that, you hit them back. Well, he was kind of, Damon was very he, nice He was to protecting you. Yeah, he was. Oh, I didn't realize you really got roughed around. Yeah, I've been in therapy it. for a long time over this. Yeah, thanks a lot. I thought you enjoyed it. Moving on to the next slide. <laughs> Billy Madison. <laughs> Billy Madison, what would I, you, um, which I think you're most known for, like, face-wise. Everyone says, like, mm-hmm. you look familiar. Oh, yeah. Madison. I love this movie. You either love it or you hate it. I love it. <laughs> I get ridiculed a lot for it. <laughs> because... Yeah, Adam Sandler what's, fans what's take like? a lot of shit. I know. <laughs> pun to the first scene you saw. <laughs> but what, you, what was it like working with Adam Sandler and, and his whole crew? And yeah, it was great. You know, I, I was not a huge Sandler fan before I got this film because I, like many people, was just, he's really sophomoric and right. kind of silly. Because I only knew him from SNL. Well, I was just going to say, SNL, this was probably, mm-hmm. this was his big film. His was, first big film, yeah. yeah I think it's still probably his favorite film. Um, but um, after I met him, in that whole summer, uh, they, those guys, Norm and, and, and Adam, were still on SNL at the time. Okay. And so there were five scenes that made it to air that I remember just doing in, in Sandler's room. Really? And so then I realized he just does what he thinks is funny. Basically what he does is he makes home movies with all of his friends. And yeah. he's laughing all the way to the bank. And people can love him or hate him. But you yeah. know, he basically makes to, employs. All, and now he's at a level where you know, everybody, you know, like the Pacinos and De Niro, right. people want to work with him. So you know, it's, it's amazing. But if you stick to your, you know, improv is always about being honest, truthful, and real. Right. And so, if you're just honest and truthful and real to yourself and your career, then you're unstoppable. And I think that's kind of the key and lesson that I learned from that. That's, that's a really good lesson yeah. to learn and kind of to take from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one little clip from this movie, another one from this movie that I love because it makes me laugh. Okay. And it's short and sweet. Okay? Yeah. The mucus queen is yours. Yeah. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Where, whose idea was that? Was that his or was that yours or was it just... It's all him, man. We, I mean, we used to fuck around a lot and had a lot of fun improvising off camera and some of it made it on camera, but yeah, <laughs> it was just kind of like... 
Hanging out with, with Sandler, you know? Yeah, and then you did another Adam Sandler film. You were in uh, The Wedding Singer. Yeah, that was uh, sort of, yeah, because I he had promised me a part in... <laughs> <laughs> Happy Gilmore, and it got written out. Oh. So he's like, "All right." So then he, so he gave me this. Part. He gave you this part. Yeah. Uh, are you are you really a Flock of Seagulls fan? No, I didn't even know who the Flock of Seagulls were. <laughs> when I did this, I had no idea. I'm like, "All right, I'll do it." I don't, we're gonna fit you for a wig, okay? You're like, fine. When I saw the wig. I'm like, I had no idea. <laughs> no, it's all him. But I did. I did as always. You know, we we have a lot of fun together. So. Yeah. I think the, the the script said something about him asking me, "Are you are you, do you like the flock of seagulls?" So when we came time to shoot it, I jumped his line and said, "Hey, do you like flock of seagulls?" <laughs> Thinking I'd I'd mess with him, he goes, "No, but I can see you do." And that's what and the final cut was actually. So. Last scene. There you go. Go there with you your go. instinct. You made you made it's a very memorable. And scene. I never talked to him again. So. I <laughs> there you And mm -hmm. Curb Your Enthusiasm. So you got to work with Larry David, yeah. which is both of those shows. Well, Seinfeld is more scripted, and then Curb Your Enthusiasm is all improvised. Is all yeah. improvised. What was it like working with him and, and working in those those formats? Yeah, he was great. Uh, Larry David is just exactly what you see on Curb. He's neurotic as hell, and he's a genius. He's just a genius. Yeah. And... Um, it was fun working with him. That scene, he could they, they show him from the back, he could not keep a straight face <laughs> in Curb. He just, he would laugh the whole time. And there's actually the best part of the footage got cut out because at the end of it, I just go, fuck you, Larry. And he goes, oh yeah, fuck you. And we started screaming, fuck you at each other. And it was right in front of American Airlines. <laughs> because they said, they said your call times at LAX were shooting it. And so they were literally getting on the plane to go to New York. There was no time. They were literally shooting it. I mean, we had, I had like two or three takes, and they go, okay, we, we got to get on the plane. <laughs> and it was all on American, and I guess American Airlines threatened to sue if we kept that in because it was really oh. offensive. And it was yeah, right it was of, so funny. I was going to ask, were you guys really in LAX? And you answered my question. Yes, yeah. you were. No, yeah, they, they showed up to get on the plane, and they just said, show up, we're going to shoot this on the fly, basically. So. Wow. I mean, you know, they had all the equipment and lighting and stuff there in a the crew, but it was, they got on the plane after that scene, and they went to New York, and I had to go home. And you went home, and yeah. I know, I was just going to say, oh, and you didn't, Yeah. <laughs> no, no flight there for you, that's okay. But I, I think this scene is funny, and then the little bit on Seinfeld with the jacket. And yeah, that was great, being on Seinfeld was a lot of fun, I those guys it. were really good to me, it was really that show is so much fun. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, the other one that I, it sticks out in my mind because that's where we reconnected. Because I've known you my whole life practically through Tino and Sana, who was my mm -hmm. dad's good friend. But then we reconnected on According, According to, to Jim. Jim. Yeah. I remember that was your first gig. That was it? my first, that was my first gig. I started off doing background and then I got bumped up to stand in and then I got a couple little bit parts on it. And mm -hmm. I was there for five seasons, I think there was eight seasons total, and I think I had just missed the first two. So I was there the whole entire time. That's awesome. Which was so much fun. And then you were in and out of there. Yeah. Yeah. We that don't was. have to go into that. But right. <laughs> That's a different show. That's a different show. Um, but I had seen, I had, yeah, we, I had seen you there. 
So that yeah. was that was a lot of fun because it was nice for me because I felt like according to Jim, <clears throat> I reconnected with a lot of people that I then made connections and just continued to keep all my connections up. Yeah, and it was afterwards. great. And, he, and I give Jimmy a lot of credit for that. I mean, he really helped. You know, gave a lot of people jobs and you know kept me and uh, my insurance and all that stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, he was he was great to a lot of people for that. And yeah. It was great to see you on the set. It I so know awesome. it was it was always fun where I would be like, oh wait, there's work, and then you know you'd see another person, and then Mitros, and yeah. you know. And it was me and John Rubano, who's Rabon, another yep. Second City guy. And, and you guys guy, were all band members. We were the in, garage in, band, the, yeah. yeah, in the garage band, which was just so much fun. It was a hoot for I, sure. I absolutely I loved it. Um, I went now. Your shirt is inspiring me. <laughs> to what? To Maui. To Hawaii? Because I want to go to Hawaii. And All right, let's you, go. You teach, you teach improv. Yeah. Well, I helped found a company over there called MauiImprov.com, and, and, and uh, the, they, the local people, it's all locals, and they you know, keep it going and run it. Yeah. And I can go over and teach and perform whenever I want, so it's kind of fun. Fantastic. Couch Candy is going to Maui, guys. Yeah. <laughs> And then we'll just have a Groundhog's Day well, we moment. Do, we can do Couch Candy in Maui. Yes. I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably the moment I found out that you teach in Hawaii. I was like, so how can I get myself to Hawaii? No, that's, that's fabulous. I can send you over there and so, teach. And how long have you been, how long were you have, has that theater? It's been going strong for about almost three years now. Wow. Yeah. And when were you, were you just there recently? I, I was like there twice this year already. I think I was there in January and then March, and okay. I haven't gone back. Yet. When are you going to go back? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, see how I'm I trying to just go when I want. Yeah. Um, you, but you do, you also teach here too, right? Yeah, I I teach all over the world. I love teaching. It's sort of you know like going like going to the gym. You know, get to work out your brain and works, works and remind yourself out. as a working actor is what you need to be doing when yeah. when you're uh, on a set or on a stage and. Um, and, and, and it's just, it's fun to, you know, share those lessons and, you know, spread the gospel to people. And yeah, I was going to say, know. like, what is your, what is your philosophy? Well, to me, it's, we call it improv and acting, but it's, it's just life lessons. It's stuff you should be doing anyways, you know, make your partner look good, you look twice as good. Replace thinking with listening, being in the moment, being honest and truthful and real, you mm -hmm. know, stuff we talked about a few minutes ago. And, yeah. you know, those are the principles of life, really. And that's what keeps you going, you know, when finding, you know, gratitude in everything that you're doing. And, um, that, you know, that's the stuff that I teach. I, I, I'm a huge fan of Abraham Hicks. And, um, and so a lot of that stuff is, uh, you know, penetrates my philosophy of teaching. And, and, and I enjoy it. It's yeah. really fun. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I, it's, it's when you say kind of making it real and that's what's, funny and comedy comes from that and being yourself and yeah. kind of it, comedy's not about being funny no not at all it's it's, it's, it's about some being people, real exactly and mm -hmm. they always want to try and go for the, the shtick or the joke or they're forcing it too much as opposed to just kind of letting it simmer yeah that's why there. I like I call my workshops the art of allowing improv workshops taken from Abraham which is all about the art of allowing right Letting it happen to you instead of you trying to make something happen. Describe like I know that you've I've seen you say like new choices like what what new choices. <laughs> bad choices or yeah. just new choices? <laughs> new choice. It's a good improv new game. New choice. New choice. Explain it. The game? Yeah. Or no? Does everyone know what new choice is? Yeah. yeah. 
play it. <laughs> new choice. A, a, a new choice is a game See, where some you, people don't know it. So you play. It's a two persons are doing dialogue. Whenever one person yells, I mean, uh, says a line of dialogue, uh, 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 somebody is calling the game. Will say new choice, and you have to make up a new line of dialogue. And as many times as they say new choice, you have to make a new line of dialogue before you can continue. Continue the scene. The scene, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a fun game to play. Yeah, I enjoy it. It is. I have a uh, new choice. A, 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 <laughs> Outreach program. <laughs> <laughs> New choice. Yeah. <laughs> I won't go any further. <laughs> but you, okay, so you are teaching, you're playing the tuba, you're in a show, do you still do, you were in a show called Tubazar? I, uh, it's my own show. Do you still do that? Is that your show? New choice. New yeah, choice. New choice. <laughs> you are wow. in a musical Good called caller. Reanimator. Get out. <laughs> um, tuba Czar is a show. It's a, a show I do. It's a, I'm the czar of the tuba, and uh, mm -hmm. I invite other artists to come play their music. They just have to write me a tuba part. So I get amazing songwriters and artists to come play music, and uh, I get like four or five uh, artists for each show. And the last one I had uh, Lawrence Juber, who is the lead guitarist for Paul McCartney. And wow. Did a play with these guys that he produced. Oh, it's uh, fun. about um, without a net. That was a fun. It's a, a play about an improv group. Um, That's that play. Right. Got it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Harry Dean Stanton has come played harmonica with me, and there's some amazing songwriters from around town that I get to come play. Oh with. wow, that's fabulous! So yeah, I, it's all music. I need to come see that because I've been meaning yeah. to come see that, but I just haven't. I haven't made it out, so I apologize. Right on. You will. You, okay, so. Do um, you play anything? I played the clarinet. <laughs> I am not very good anymore. I played the clarinet in eighth grade because uh, I had to pick an instrument, and I was like, sure, why not? I, my dad, mm -hmm. I had my dad's clarinet. I was like, oh, I'll play that. Yeah. Um, I re picked up the clarinet maybe like eight years ago and bought music. I was like, I'm going to practice. And my dog went nuts. Ah. <laughs> he was like, what are you doing? And it didn't work. So We have to revive the schmangies. Revive the schmangies. I know. Mm -hmm. I was like, I, it's hard. I used to know how to play O Canada and then a, a, the, one of the Aladdin songs that I had to do <laughs> for some sort of ensemble piece um, in, in eighth grade. And I was so nervous that I just kind of, I, I, I mined most of it because I didn't I was like this is really hard there's like oh Canada and Aladdin in front of like all of these people and I I was a little nervous I've always wanted to play the banjo um my brother tried to teach me how to play guitar that didn't quite work my mother wanted me to play piano I can't quite do that my brother is the musical one yeah talented trumpet player he's the talented trumpet player <laughs> Yeah, then you can play the piano and you can We've sing. never played together. We're going to have to make that happen. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That'll be fun. But um, And then you were also in a musical with uh, George Went called Reanimator. Re yeah, they just recorded the cast album. Uh, what was yeah. that about? It's uh, based on a horror movie of the same uh, name. Uh, from It won the Cannes Film Festival in 1985. And uh, Stuart Gordon, who uh, was the... Uh, Artistic director at the Organic Theater in Chicago, 
has been a cult horror movie director for years. Yeah. He's world renowned. So he also uh, co-wrote and um, produced and directed the musical. And uh, him and George have been friends since back in the Chicago days. So they work together a lot. And I was honored to be a part of it. Mark Nutter, who wrote the music, he, Mark Nutter was doing Too Bizarre a okay. lot. Back then, uh, when Fred Kaz was still with us, I used to do it once a month. Uh, he was kind of my motivation to get him up on stage and I'd give him the rest of the night. So he played a lot at those shows. Oh, wow. um, so Mark Nutter was doing it a lot and I was gonna go to the uh, first uh, reading of Reanime, stage reading, and Nutter called me like two days before and he goes, hey look, uh, I know you're not a bass vocalist, but you understand the bass parts. Could you sing the bass parts for the reading? And I'm like, yeah, I was gonna come anyways. Oh, wow. So that's how I got into it. And they were, they were auditioning punk rockers to play the first reanimated zombie because it's a real screaming part, you know? Yeah. It's all you do is scream and die. <laughs> I like it. And so they go, they asked me to read that part, and once I read that part, Stuart was like, that's the guy. <laughs> so that's how I got the part, and then Stuart knew I was a Second City guy, so I kept getting more and more roles as they were <clears throat> putting the show together. And oh, I ended up playing eight different parts or something. Oh like my that. gosh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. But all I basically did in the play, I sang all the chorus stuff with everybody, but I basically just screamed, squ squirted blood on the audience and died. Because <laughs> the first four rows were the splash zone. So people would come for hours and hours and wait in line to get in the first couple rows. I would see photos of when you were doing that and it was just people are- Well, it was crazy. It had several levels though. People were, were the movie fans. Right. Reanimator's a huge cult it, movie. Yeah. There's I this the one movie. scene in the movie where the guy who steals the reanimated serum from the college students gets his head cut off and the college student reanimates his body and his head separately. So the doctor is in love with the dean's daughter, <laughs> ties her down on a gurney and takes his decapitated head and goes down on the girl in the gurney. <laughs> so that's, that's the big, and it's all, it's so campy, it's funny. It's more humor than, than horror. And, um, and so there's huge cult fans from the movie. There was huge cult fans for Stuart Gordon. Right. There were huge cult fans uh, um, from uh, who George Went fans. Everybody just wanted to see George. So people would wait for hours to get in the front row and just get squirted. They'd wear white, and we'd squirt them with blood every time somebody died. And I had most of those roles. So it was, kind of, it was, it was really fun from that perspective. It was the closest thing I had done for a, closest to a Second City show because I had so many different characters. Right. And all I was doing was dying, screaming, <laughs> squirting blood, and then changing clothes and running all, I was constantly running. It was really fun. It's a good cardio workout. It was. I was really in good shape doing that show. <laughs> I love it. So is there, is there another project that you're working on now? I, I remember seeing on your Facebook um, page that you've got a film coming, an independent film. Oh, there's a screening of a movie I did. Uh, it's a short film at the LA Shorts Festival this Tuesday. Okay. It's at uh, the Regal Theater at LA Live, and it's uh, LA Shorts Festival. I think it's 5.30 p.m. is the screening. Of, you know, they put a whole bunch of short films together, so. And that, yeah. is that the one with Larry Hank? Is that the one? No, no, that was last week. Oh, was that? Mm. That was last okay. week. That How was, was that? Short, How did that, that go? Short, that was fun. That was fun. It was a short film I did with Larry Hankin, Howard Hessman, and, and Fred Willard. Okay. Um, uh, uh, that, was, that was a cute film. This one is called Panofsky's Complaint. Okay. And I play a New York City doorman who gets into some trouble with an altercation. 
on the subway with a couple. And it's it's a, it's a funny film. I love it. You just yeah. keep yourself busy. That's the key, is to keep yourself That's busy. That's it. It's yeah. like, as, as an improviser and an actor, you never retire. You just find No, there's new nothing I'd rather be doing than working. Yeah. I love what I do, and I get to go from one thing to another, whether it be movies or TV or stage <clears> or musicals or playing tuba and teaching. So I, I get to do all these different things, and I love them all. If there was, like, one piece of advice that you could give to a student starting off at Second City, what would that be? Um, really, it'd just be to be honest and truthful and real. The more real you can be, the, and you gotta, it's the internal work, you know, that makes you happy. Mm -hmm. And uh, being happy is, you know, healthy and happy are the only two, really two important things in life. I always tell my students, there's only two things that are important in life. Going to bed content with what you accomplished that day, mm -hmm and waking up the next day excited about what you're gonna do. And it doesn't matter whether you're homeless or you have millions of dollars, that's all there is. And so that would be my advice, is just be content with what you accomplished that day and have something lined up so you're excited about getting up the next day to do it. I love it, that's great. Yeah. Now, I before we end the show, I kind of do this thing called the Candy Connection. It's <laughs> it's kind of like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, except yes. for six degrees of John Candy. Um, uh, and so I try. I'm gonna have Jason help me with this one, because um, he can pull up some stuff. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go. All right. Go through it. Um, so you were in Home Alone with Catherine O'Hara and my dad. But that's only one degree. That was. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, hold on. I can do it. Yes. I can, that is only one degree. Okay. Yeah. You. I can touch, touch him. I know. All right. You are Billy Madison with Norm MacDonald, who is Canadian. And my dad was Canadian. We know all Canadians know each other. Therefore, it leads to John Candy. But that's only two degrees. I thought this is six degrees. Okay. I can do this. Okay. Am I challenging you on your you own game? You were challenging me on my own game. Okay, Jason, are we ready for this one? Okay. You were in Wedding Singer with Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore was in Charlie's Angels with Demi Moore. Demi Moore was, was married to Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher was in Dudes Where's My Car with Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner is still technically married to Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is Batman in the new recent Batman movies. Another Batman is Michael Keaton. <laughs> the best Michael Keaton was Beetlejuice in Beetlejuice. Catherine O'Hara was in Beetlejuice with John Candy and Mark Beltzman. <laughs> six or more like you know that was like eight it was eight. <laughs> I got I got well done in the middle but that's all right but that's it but we're out of time Mark no way we're out of time I hate that I hate that we're out of time but I want to say thank you so much for being here you're oh, a I'm huge so you and Bev are huge supporters you. of the show and I love having you in the audience I love seeing you afterwards I love finally having you on the couch and talking to you and thank your you. whole process with improv and your outlook on life and, and, and 
in everything. Thanks. So I appreciate it. And thank you thank for you having so, me. I love you. Me. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And the work that you're doing, and keep it up, and I'll do anything with you anytime. I love it. Fantastic. <laughs> and thank you.